Well, we have our emergency podcast, and it's for the worst possible reason. Um, this late Sunday night, we just got into the No Dunks studio here. I'm sure all you know, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash today um, with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, also killed, nine people in total in the helicopter. Um, crazy, uh, but you know we've obviously had all Sunday afternoon. I'm sure you guys were watching NBA TV and seeing the... Um, you know, the guys, colleagues still with TAS and, of course, their former colleagues and those guys trying to wrap their head around this, which is, is it honestly, it's, it's, it's doesn't feel real. I think that's fair <laughs> to, to say. You don't want it to be real, of course. Um, but now that we've had a little bit of time here throughout the day, what, 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 what do you even say to this? I don't know. I was looking just with stunned silence at my phone, just sort of refreshing because I saw it come through TMZ and you thought, this doesn't feel right, but it's coming from a, their legit account. And so you're just thinking like, this is you, you sometimes see these celebrity deaths that are hoaxes for whatever reason. Yeah. And you just kind of thought that was going to eventually come out, someone saying, this is a crazy, stupid report. And uh, that never happened. Mm-hmm. In fact, it just went the other way. More and more reputable sources kept reporting it and uh very tough just to it was stunning it was stunning there's only been a few moments i think in life where something like that's happened michael jackson dying probably the last time where it was just something you just couldn't even though people were saying it you were hearing it you were reading it it just didn't feel like it was actually happening Mm -hmm. well he's obviously uh He's larger than life, right? He is one of those few guys in the NBA that like impacts not only basketball players but just the world at large. Like we got an email just now saying that I named my child Kobe Bryant. Uh, obviously, um, you know, guys on the floor who had to play on Sunday were, were thinking about the guy who is their Michael Jordan, really. And that's you know, after MJ, it it really was. Kobe's era um, you know you can throw another couple names in there but uh, Kobe is the guy that impacted the the basketball world he impacted uh, like there's guys like Neymar giving tribute to him today only a few days ago Novak Djokovic um, you know before he passed away was talking about what he was uh, to to him and uh, and to fans out there like he is he is like you bring up Michael Jackson Lee and people are bringing up you know, Prince, and to that effect, and uh, you know, we were lucky enough to to be in the same auditorium as him, and and got to, got to interview him, and how people were like chasing him and screaming and yelling, and and uh, one woman yelling, "Kobe touched me," and uh, that like he he had that sort of impact, um, and he's just he yeah, I mean, there's there's just not many people in the world like that, and. Uh, and, and he's just, you know, we can we can go on and on. I think about him off the floor and 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 his, you know, poor family, obviously. Yeah, I've uh, just been sick to my stomach, honestly, since I saw the tweets coming across. I was like, Lee, it just seemed unbelievable that it had even happened. And then slowly but surely, more and more details are trickling out, and reports are being confirmed. And then suddenly, the games are starting, and you're seeing tributes all around the NBA. It's like. You can't get away from it. Uh, Kobe was such a huge part of the NBA, even having now been retired for, what, four years? Basically, you can mm-hmm. already see the elder statesman role he had taken on and the what he meant to the players that are currently in the league. Some of the guys 
obviously played against him since it was recently that Kobe was still a player, and others like Trey Young are obviously very close to Kobe. Uh, you know, taking the court, wearing his uniform. They have. Uh, he's even Trey Young has had a bond with Kobe's daughter, who was on the helicopter as well. And it's just, it's just very sad, and it makes you uh, really realize how quickly life can be gone, and how important it is to enjoy being with the people you're with when you're with them. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it, it is it is crazy to me. I keep going, wow, Kobe Bryant's dead, and then and then I go. Oh my God! His daughter was in the was in the helicopter too. It's like it's the, the double you know punch to the gut. Um, yeah, I was I was flying back today from New York, and so I I wasn't maybe living in, in the moment with the whole Twitter trying to figure it out is this real or not. So when I land, of course the phone just goes boop like boop 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 like you know it wasn't just me too. Of course this was yeah. like you know the guy beside me and the person in front of me. You could tell like everyone's like what what is this and everybody's like is this real and everybody's like trying to figure it out and it was. Uh, and I was like, I'd been sleeping. So I'm like, I felt like a dream, like a bad dream, like a nightmare. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, trying to wrap your head around it all day. It's uh, it's it's shocking. It is. And you said, like, Trey Young wearing number eight. The Mavs just recently say they're going to retire number 24. Nobody ever is going to wear number 24 for the Mavs. I think I'm mean, good on the Mavs. I think the rest of the, the league is going to do that. I'd be shocked, actually, if uh, the NBA doesn't do something like that. All the teams, maybe not, but... It sucks too that you know he was he was do up for the Hall of Fame. I mean we're not we're, we're yeah. gonna get the Kobe speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and the fact that just last night he was in the news too with LeBron. That makes this whole thing even overtaking weirder. him. Yeah, like there was so much talk and and uh, and Kobe's last tweet was basically saying to LeBron, you know, I'm handing I'm handing over the next generation to you and. Uh, that's the thing about Kobe, a Laker legend, you know, spent 20 years there, won everything, you know, not always like great times with the Lakers. He had his moments there, but mm-hmm. in the end, he persisted and he stayed with the franchise. And, you know, when it was all said and done, uh, no one spent more time at the Lakers than he did. And, uh, you know, his, his legacy is interesting because when you look at the number eight that he wore and then the number 24 that he wore, when they broke down the stats of what he achieved in both numbers, it was incredible just how identical it all was mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's just shocking that that he's not going to be around the game anymore because i loved seeing him as as a committed dad to his daughters all of his daughters he was there practicing and playing and trying to teach them moves and coaching and and you remember he was disappointed when his when his daughter's team finished i think sixth because you could just you can tell that <laughs> yeah. he, you know some people took that the wrong way but kobe was trying to install that work ethic yeah. into his daughter at this young age and and i think that's the one thing that's consistent whether you liked kobe or you didn't like him i think everybody in any sport respected his work ethic mm-hmm. he was so determined to be the best and that's what a lot of people say you know kobe just worked and worked and worked and and it didn't matter what sport if you got if you wanted to be at his level you hit the gym you work as hard yeah. and you have that uh determination and i think that's why he did connect with so many athletes from around the world he's a guy that everybody is chasing everybody is trying to be like he goes into the 2008 uh olympic team and guys like lebron and wade and chris bosh and Melo are watching kobe just outworking everybody there despite the fact that at this time he's already got championships he's already got an mvp that kind of stuff and you can see from that moment forward, Kobe just became even more respected around the league as the guy who is the hardest worker basically since Michael Jordan. This generation's Michael Jordan, like you're saying, Tass, and a defining player for the generation of guys that are in the league now because they were all trying to be as good as Kobe was. 
And, you know, you might not think Kobe was the greatest in the league at the time, but he was still up there, a guy you at least had to bypass to become the greatest mm-hmm. in the league. And, I don't know, I, I seeing him as a dad, I think, is probably the best Kobe there was to see uh, – the advocacy he had for the women's game, how much he just loved getting to tutor his daughter and talk about his daughter and how much she loves playing basketball. That's something that uh, I relate to a lot. And it's something that it's pretty sad that Kobe got four years of being a full-time dad. Yeah, it is really sad. Um, He navigated that, uh, that transition from being a a professional athlete to, to being a, his post-playing career, which obviously included a lot of fatherhood, extremely well. You know, from the outside looking in, I, I, I can't imagine how hard that is uh, because I'm, you know, I, I've never competed at that level. But I, I know we're just watching athletes. It doesn't go very well, and he was somehow able to channel that that crazy, crazy competitive edge or competitive level that he had into being an incredible dad and uh and you mentioned trey about being like supporting the WNBA and women's college basketball more i I love that jimmy kimmel clip uh that's going around it's phenomenal about uh about gianna and how she wanted to take over the the women's game and how special that is do you think your daughter might want to play in the WNBA? she does for sure she does i I don't it means this this kid man wouldn't that be great dude man i'm telling you the best thing, the best thing that happens is when we go out and, and, and fans will come up to me and she'll be standing next to me and they'll be like, "Hey, you gotta have a boy. You and V gotta have a boy, man. You have somebody carry on the tradition, the legacy." She's like, "Oi, I got this. <laughs> you know, boy, for that, I got this. Like that's right. Yes, you do. You got this." I know I hugged my daughter pretty freaking hard today, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people are too, because um, it, it it just reaches. So many people, and uh, and and he attacked not not only did like did he transition well to being a father, like you know from you know from the social media world who the heck knows what's right. really happening with Kobe Bryant, but uh, that's all he posts about. And uh, and not only did he attack that, but he attacked his 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 dreams and his wishes of of being a, a producer and and writing children's books and uh, uh, giving a crap about what he gave a crap about and really working at it. And so the work ethic, like just transitioned from 20 years of of being a basketball player to um, really being, I I, I think that the competitive edge kind of, it kind of faded away in a way uh, in the basketball world. Like he wasn't, he doesn't talk trash on Twitter anymore, (laughs) but he he just big upped everybody. He was so encouraging to everybody. Uh, You are going to be the MVP to Giannis and and to everybody. Just so much support and support. and obviously, players looked up to him in a major way, and he was able to really to navigate that really well, and still attack life. And and like as you know, former President Barack Obama tweeted, he was legend on the court and just getting started in what would have been just as meaningful a second act. And that's from a from a very special person. Those are very special words mm-hmm. um, because who the heck knows? Like like you said, it's Trey three and a half years since he retired and he was able to accomplish a lot, win an Oscar and, uh, and write kids books and, and really attack life, uh, with what he wanted to do. It was, uh, it's, he talked about how he, he wanted to be more than a basketball player when he retired. And a lot of guys say that, but they don't sort of take on something else. But Kobe did in these, these things you're talking about here with the, with the, uh, Oscar, like he, actually really tried his best and he put him put himself in a position 
to to back up his words like that. And it would have been so easy for him to take a cushy media job, coaching role somewhere. You know, he didn't need the money, but he needed that uh, stimulation mm-hmm. that basketball wasn't going to be able to give him anymore. And he wanted to try something else out in a, in a different field and uh, just had incredible success with it. And, you know, he, uh, again, when you, when you see him transition into dad, Kobe, that's something that, uh, you know, some of us can relate to where you see like he, he, you know, he had some struggles there as a dad, like all of us do, where it's like, you know, sleepless nights and, and kids drive you crazy. But he was always there and determined to make sure because he missed out on so much being a player that he wanted to not miss out anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now that he was no longer, you know, the guy who was committed to playing basketball for a living. Am I going too far saying like when you got the text, you saw the tweet, it felt like someone in your own family had died? Like your immediate sort of reaction to it? It did to me. And I don't know that that's just because of what the nature of what we've done. We've made a basketball show for, what, near in 15 years now. So it was his entire, you know, basically his entire career we've been watching as fans and then before and did the spiraling into the show. It's like, you know, we don't have a real connection with them. We did the video with them at an All-Star Weekend. You're right, Tass. That was so much fun. Hilarious. Tass trying to get Kobe to apologize for scoring 81 against the Raptors. Um, But, you know, yeah, we didn't, like, we weren't talking to Kobe. We didn't have him on the show all the time, stuff like that. But it's just because he's that one-word guy. It's, we just, we're always talking about him. And, uh, And we've been talking about him. Oddly close to in a weird way. Forever, too. Like, I talked about Kobe Bryant. In middle school with my friends. I talked about him in college with that set of friends. I've talked to them about him a lot with you guys since then. I had group texts this past week about who's the greatest of all time, Michael, Kobe, or LeBron. Right. You know, you're, we'll never stop ca- talking about Kobe Bryant. Uh, but we've been talking about him. He's been yeah. a part of our lives for 25 right. years. So, yeah, it definitely hits hard. I remember when he was first drafted and uh, he came into the league and I'd heard about this young guy out of high school, with athletic guy who could dunk. His dad used to play and you know this was around 96 97 so basketball at that point still wasn't mainstream in australia so you know you saw clips on the news or wherever i remember thinking like geez he's pretty pretty athletic this guy he's like he, he sort of looks like jordan a young jordan there mm-hmm. but you know a lot of guys can do that in their first couple of years will this guy be able to live up to it and then it wasn't until the finals in 2000 against the pacers were actually saw on that on the big stage him step up and he was only 21 then and uh, or maybe 22 but he, like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, this guy already is delivering in the clutch, yeah. in the playoffs, in the finals, on the road for the Lakers. Like, we might actually have the next Jordan right, here. Right, right. You know, and, uh, and he had the cool throw. He looked cool. He was big. He had, you know, he could throw down those dunks. He could hit the big shots. But he also seemed to have that, like, I'm way better than everyone else on the court. You know, he had yeah. that swagger. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Which I that something like that or like all today, you know, you heard every talking head saying like the number one thing is like that competitive nature, right? He just worked harder. This always blows my mind. It's like all these guys in the NBA to make it to that level, they are outworking everybody else to get to that level. But even at the most elite level of professional basketball, there's another level for the very few that these guys who have worked, trust me, harder than anyone, you know, to make it there in the first place. Or even going like, whoa, no, that's different. That's crazy to me when you think about it. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like one thing for us to be like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. But like, they're, they're there. And, and they, to Tass's point, that's why level. he's been able, was able to succeed away from basketball immediately as well, too. The, yeah. Just the drive to be the best at what he was doing. 
I saw a tweet from Jeff Stotts, who runs in street clothes about uh, – it's like an injury database. He yeah. was talking about an article Brad for, or, uh, Baxter Holmes was doing on Kobe, and he was saying, I want to I double-check these injuries here. I got 41. Sounds like a lot over a 20-year career to miss – time for 41 injuries the real number was 141 kobe played through 141 injuries while he was playing huh. in the nba that's like insane the guy took free throws with a torn achilles yeah, yeah. like pinching it together so it wouldn't fall apart <laughs> so he could actually walk off the court uh the desire to be great and the desire to uh be mentioned amongst the greatest of all time is insane for kobe and that's why we talk about him so much yeah yeah, yeah and hopefully uh his legacy will be um you know, not not just basketball, but I think he was uh, he was on his way to really affecting uh, the women's game because he, he was uh, like as Re- Rebecca Loba tweeted today. Rebecca Loba said, "No NBA player supported the WNBA or women's college basketball more than Kobe. He attended games, watched on TV, coached the next generation. We pray for his family." And uh, I think he would have swung like whether you know. Gianna would have been a, a WNBA player. I think he would have swung it to an even bigger heights. I think that would have just been part of his uh, legacy, and hopefully it continues that way, Other, you know, the legacy other than his three children, mm-hmm. um, which obviously will be a, a huge part of it. I, I just think that he uh, he wasn't done, and that's the sad thing. Like, there's uh, there was a lot more Kobe to be had other than his playing career, and that's, that's the, the very, very sad thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw a lot of people tweeting this idea. Chris Mannix is one of them. You know, I wonder what they will do at All-Star Weekend right around the corner in Chicago. I, I think uh, Chris says, Team LeBron, maybe they're all wearing number eights, and Team Giannis is all wearing number 24. That's, you know, that seems like a no-brainer to, to do something like that. Um, and, you know, a lot of people loving that idea. But, yeah, I, I just I keep coming back like, yeah, we're not going to get the Kobe Hall of Fame speech. We're not going to see the statue, you know, the Kobe statue with him unveiling and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like that, those things, like you, you put all that work in for the 20 years and then it's like mm. just taken from you like that in, in, a, in a helicopter crash. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those moments where you try to find the right words, but it doesn't seem that they're out there really, you know, that's just, it's a feeling and it's an, an emotion. And uh, it's, you know, we're going to go to bed tonight and wake up in the morning and hope that this is not real. Right. You know, um, it's funny I remember uh, it was about 10 years ago I was just started working at the score and I was building a um, World Cup feature on the Soccer World Cup and I was trying to get any star players I could the Lakers were in town in Toronto so obviously everyone's trying to get Kobe Bryant and he, and he didn't do any media before the game after the game the, the Lakers lost by two points Kobe missed the game winner that would have, a three pointer that would have given him the game and he missed it and uh, in the scrum afterwards like obviously everyone's just waiting for Kobe and he talked about it, talked about the game. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't down and out. He answered the questions. Yeah, I missed the shot, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I was just standing there with the mic and with the cameraman. And I'm like, well, this is my shot. This is my shot. Kobe is right here. If I want to try to get him, right. it's going to be right now. And I just said, excuse me, Kobe, can I... <laughs> you know, something like that. And I said, I'm doing a feature on the World Cup. I know you spent time in Italy. Can I just ask you some questions? You know, Kobe's like, yeah, sure, man. And so Ryan Stratton was the camera. I said, get that camera on right now, right now. And I just blurted out like five crazy questions to Kobe, <laughs> nervous as anything, you know, barely on the payroll at the score. I wasn't yeah, even really supposed yeah, to be you're there. Not even there. To, yeah, no. For sure you're not supposed to be there. And I was just like, uh, you know, Kobe, you know, you're obviously a great athlete. Did you ever try soccer? And he's like, oh, I tried. I was too big. And then, then I said, uh, 
I was talking about oh, Italy. I said, what about Italy? Have they got a chance? He said, yeah, they're, they're a chance. Yeah, but I'm going for America, of course. Yeah. You know? And then I said, oh, give me a score in Italian for the final. You know, I don't know what the hell does that mean? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and Kobe said like uh, USA 5 nil or something like that. It was 5 nil. And I said, thanks, Kevin Norris, man. And I, I came home to, to Roxana and I just like walked in the door. And I said, I can't believe I just got Kobe. I, yeah. I got him. I got him. <laughs> I have no idea how it's going to turn out. <laughs> it's, uh, I blurted some crazy stuff at him, but he answered it. And it was probably only 90 seconds. Right. But to me, it was just like, oh my God, that's, oh, yeah. I, I've hit the jackpot here. Oh, yeah. And uh, it fortunately, I mean, that's similar with us when yeah. I, when we got oh, yeah. him at All Star Weekend. Yeah, like, that was and, early days. Yeah, was that Phoenix? No, it was 2010. Um, Dallas. So Dallas. Yeah, yeah so we're lucky right, to get him, right. and uh, and very much likely. I mean, he uh, Kobe was extremely gracious, but he had a, a young Tasmels yelling <laughs> in his ear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was yelling because it was extremely loud in that room, but also because he had literally hundreds of screaming fans oh. yelling mm-hmm. at him. So. Even though I had a microphone in my hand, and uh, it's supposed to take in your voice and <laughs> amplify it, I yelled as loud as I could because I thought Kobe couldn't hear me. Right. And he was gracious. He was very, very gracious. He was uh, he was calm and handled my stupid questions. Not that your questions were stupidly, but uh, handled my dumb questions for sure. He handled them very well. I'm surprised he could hear what I was saying. I just was just so nervous, so sweaty. It was the middle. It was February or uh, January. You know, it was freezing in Toronto, but I was perspiring heavily in the mm. locker room there. And I said this recently, I think, here on the podcast too, which is another reason this is all so weird. It's like when we started the show back in 2006, you know, mid-January. Well, the Kobe goes for 81 against the Raptors. Like a few days later, I mean, it was probably like the second thing show we then were talking about that. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. that, hundred percent, right? Um, which is sort of just surreal. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's it sucks. There's no other way to put it. It's, it's so sad. It's just damn, damn, damn depressing. Is what it is. Um, do you have? I mean, just because we're like, I, I like this. I'm glad we're doing this because we're talking it out, and uh, I don't know. I hope people are digging this as well. But do you have a favorite Kobe like? game or moment or like what will you when you somebody says Kobe 10 years 20 years from now like where will your mind go right away the first Kobe thing that I ever liked was the 2006 playoffs against the Suns where he's part of the huge steal on Steve Nash at half court and he comes down and he hits the game tying shot with .7 left in regulation and it's like a floater that somehow goes off the glass despite the fact that he's on the baseline I was like I don't know how somebody makes that (laughs) shot let alone makes that shot at that moment of the game in the playoffs to send it to overtime. Like the touch, just the fact that he had every single shot in the bag was amazing. And then it comes to overtime, wins the jump ball, dribbles straight to his spot, straight to the right elbow, pops the game-winning jumper from the free throw line, pulls the jersey to the side. This was in the eight days. And that's when I was like... Kobe's undeniable. He is undeniably yeah, yeah. great right now. Yeah, he, he yeah. just That's like a movie. Oh my god. It's a exactly movie, man. Right. It's crazy. It's like they're like ushering him. Yeah. Come right to your spot. Hit this perfect <laughs> shot. Make sure you hit your mark. You're gonna want to be right on that X. We got the shot set up for you right here. And yeah. he just drains it. That was awesome. Yeah, that could be a good statue, I think, for him. You know, shirt to the uh, side. Doing that. I mean, know, it looks I mean, cool. Could be that or standing on the There's the classic one where you're yeah. standing on the thing, yeah, with the yeah. arms out. It's got to have the definitely the jaw, the lower jaw out, I think. Yeah. You know? mm. Yeah, somehow. Do you have a, a game or a moment? Well, it's game four from the 2000 finals against the Pacers. Um, Shaq fouls out, it goes to overtime, and Kobe hits three 
baskets in overtime. And the last one is like a putback where he sort of comes from underneath the backboard and sort of tipped it over his head. And then you see him run over to the Lakers bench as the Pacers call a timeout. And Kobe's got the, it's all right, guys, no, calm no, down. No. I got this, I got this. And, and again, I was like, this guy's 21 and he's, and he's that composed already. Uh, and they went 3-1 up in the series and that was their first championship. And um, again, a, a bit like, like like Trey was saying, like, all right, Kobe's legit. That was the moment for me where I was like, okay, this guy is, is living up to the hype. Mm-hmm. This is going to be pretty exciting to see just how good he can be. Yeah, when he was, um, the news broke that he was retiring and stuff like that, and we were getting the goodbye Kobe year there, half a year, whatever it was. Like, we were doing, like, top ten lists on the show and stuff like that. And I remember we did, like, the top ten games, like, Kobe games, and, like, how much fun we had, like, debating, like, where everything goes and, like, what doesn't make the list and stuff like that. But you said, like, there's definitely the one, that that game four, like mm-hmm. you said, of the 2000 finals. You got the game winner versus the Suns, the one you said. And there's tons more, obviously. The game where he hit 12 threes. <laughs> guy was, it was the one, like, he was, like, not an amazing knockdown three-point <laughs> artist. He hits 12 threes in a game in a random January 2003 game against the Sonics. MSG, the 61, the 62 versus the Mavs in the three quarters, which was wild. And then, of course, the 81 Raptors. Tons. On and on and on. They're so awesome. Yeah, 81 for me because... I never saw another human do it in the NBA, <laughs> and, and no one, I, you know, Wilt did it in the 60s, obviously, did the 100, but, uh, you know, the 81 was special because it was it was Kobe. You know, Kobe at his best, it was also sort of his downfall, the fact that he, he shot every single time, and, and part of the reason why some people didn't like him, but, uh, you know, when you look back at uh, the way Kobe played, some people just can't do what he did, even if they're missed shots. Some people just can't shoot that much. <laughs> you know, so it's it's a little bit of the Russell Westbrook uh, scenario that we that we're watching today. And uh, eighty one, man, no one's done it. <laughs> no one has That's done. It. So crazy that happens. <laughs> they were yeah. down too. Like yeah. I mean, he, he was definitely getting some points there at the end when it was out of reach, and the Raptors were not winning that game. But they were down eighteen, like in the third, and. He caught fire. I mean, he had the massive second half in that one, obviously. You're going to score 81, you're going to have to have some massive halves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got to have at least one big half if you're going for 81, yeah. I guess. He had a few moments against the Raptors, too. There was yeah, another he did, game. actually. <laughs> there was a game in Toronto, I remember as well, another one where he had a big one. He had 46, and afterwards he said, listen, I only come to Canada once a year. I want to put on a show. And, and it felt like he, he did that, you know, like that, he, that it did mean something to him because... Um, you know, that was like a Jordan type thing where I know that there's, un- there's some kids in the stand. This is the only game they're ever going to see. I want them yeah. to remember it. And, and uh, so he had that showmanship quality about him. You know, he, he liked to put it on. And, um, you know, in the All-Star games as well, particularly those early years, he liked to he liked to show off in those yeah, as go well. Go get those MVPs. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I, like, speaking of that, I, this, um, I remember I found this quote when we were doing the whole like Kobe was retiring and stuff. And it, I, like, I think it's just so perfect. Michael Rosenberg of SI. He said, the NBA is appealing for two fundamental reasons, the artistry of the game itself and the personalities of the stars. Nobody of this generation epitomized both like Kobe Bryant. It's tr- like spot on. Mm. On the Lakers too, like on the biggest market, the biggest right. team. You know, that's that's the other thing to be able to live up to that sort of a market is very, very tough, but he did it. Yeah, he did. Um Anything else, guys? I mean, this we we all, again we're coming in here late on Sunday night. Um, we'll let this one, of course, breathe here on on Monday. We got the, we'll get back into the swing of things. Don't you worry with the daily podcast and stuff like that. And we got some specials coming up too. Um, but anything else to add? 
I mean, I'm glad we did this. I am actually, I'm, I'm oddly feeling better than when we first <laughs> sat down here. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe just smiling and talking hoops with the guys and thinking about his, his career. I mean, as sad as it all is, it does, you know, it, it brightens you up a little bit. Yeah, I, I loved his final game is another thing that will always stick with me. The Warriors were going for NBA history. They were going to win their 73rd game that game, that same night, and nobody cared. Everybody was watching Kobe take 50 shots. Do you even remember who he played? It was the Jazz. Yeah. Nobody cares about that either. He took 50 shots, scored 60 points. You might think, yeah, 50 shots. Who cares? 60 points. That's Kobe Bryant, man. That was What a way to go out. What a perfect oh, way for him to go out of the NBA, taking as many shots as he wants and scoring 60 points. And he made a joke about afterwards saying, you know, people are always telling me, like, you shoot too much. or well, not tonight. Everyone's <laughs> telling me to shoot him. <laughs> And he started really hot too, right? Like he was really efficient at first. Uh, if I did see the stat right like earlier, like in that game, you're talking in about? that game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Jazz had a lead too in that one late, didn't they? And then, yeah. Uh, oh, that yeah, then place was going bonkers yeah. when he's hitting the shots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's hitting the yeah. three, the family oh, three, flees on the side, going <laughs> yeah. nuts. Yeah, everybody's obviously respecting the legend and giving him, you know, another half foot of space as well, just to get his, <laughs> get his shots up too. Yeah, for sure. All right, so um. Yeah, we're going to call there. I mean, look, our deepest condolences are obviously going out to Vanessa, the entire Bryant family, everyone with the Lakers, Lakers organization, the NBA in general. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, we'll, we'll, you'll hear from us a little bit later this week.